If you would stand with me, please, for the reading of God's Word. Now, this morning we're going to be reading out of the Gospel of Matthew. Esta mañana, si usted pone de pie, por favor, vamos a estar leyendo, tomando lectura desde el capítulo 28 de Mateo. St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28. And as you find that, I want to thank the Lord for another opportunity we have this morning. We're going to have a trilingual service this morning. I'm going to preach in English and Spanish, and my friend here is going to preach in sign language. Esta mañana vamos a tener tres idiomas en este mensaje. Yo voy a predicar en inglés y español, y nuestra amiga aquí va a predicar en señal. Y vamos a creer que este es el principio de muchas cosas que Dios va a hacer entre nosotros. We're going to believe that this is the beginning of many things God's going to do in Beville. Chapter 28 of Matthew, verse 1. Voy a leer en, español, en inglés esta mañana. Usted me puede seguir ahí en su Biblia en español. Now after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to look at the grave. And behold, a severe earthquake had occurred. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. And his appearance was like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and, because, and became like dead men. And the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who has been crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, just as he said. Come see the place where he was laying. Father, I thank you this morning for the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which you have promised to the preacher of the gospel. I pray this morning that you would let that anointing rest upon my lips of clay, that I may preach the word of the living God. I thank you, God, that as we have come into your house with an expectant heart, that so you might speak to us at the place and point of our need. We honor you and we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated this morning. Puede tomar su lugar. As the five has mentioned this morning, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the single greatest event in human history. La resurrección de nuestro Señor Jesucristo es el evento mayor y más grande de toda la historia humana. The Apostle Paul tells us that if Jesus Christ has not been raised from the dead, then we are still in our sins. Nos dice el Apostle Pablo que si Jesucristo no ha resucitado entre los muertos, entonces estamos aún en nuestros pecados. You cannot have Christianity without the resurrection. No podemos tener uh, la cristiandad sin tener la resurrección. The resurrection of Jesus Christ validates the entire Christian gospel. La resurrección de Jesucristo da validez a todo el evangelio el cual predicamos. If we preach that Jesus was raised from the dead, but he is not raised from the dead, then he was a liar and we should not believe him. For he said, if you destroy this body in three days, I will raise it up again. And so the resurrection of Jesus Christ is a keynote of Christian doctrine. La resurrección de nuestro Señor Jesucristo entonces es una de las doctrinas mayores de la fe 
cristiana. Some might say it doesn't really matter, preacher, so long as he taught good things. I, so long as he was a good man, so long as he had good teachings. But that's not far enough. Because you see, the resurrection was foretold by Jesus and it is the evidence that he was who he claimed to be. La resurrección de Jesucristo es la evidencia de que él es lo que él dijo que él iba a ser. Can I tell you this morning the things that he said he was? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except to me. Él dijo, yo soy el camino, la verdad y la vida. Nadie viene al Padre si no es por mí. He said, I am the bread of life. And he that eats of me will never die. Él dijo, yo soy el pan de vida. Y el que de mí comiere jamás morirá. He said, I am the, the door of the sheep. And he that enters through me shall find life. Él dijo, yo soy el, el, la puerta de las ovejas y el que por mí entrare, ese hallará vida. He said to Mary and Martha at the graveside of Lazarus, I am the resurrection and the life and he that believes in me though he dies shall live. Le dijo a María y a Marta, yo soy la resurrección y la vida y el que en mí creyere aunque muera, morirá. So tonight, today we come to the scriptures, venemos hoy a las escrituras y vemos el, uh, el pasaje el que nos invita a estudiar la resurrección de nuestro Señor Jesucristo. The passage this morning invites us to study the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The first thing we encounter in this, uh, in, in, in this passage is a miracle. Lo primero que encontramos en este pasaje es una obra milagrosa de parte de Dios. I don't know if you know this or that or not, but your pastor believes in miracles. Yo no sé si usted lo sabe o no, pero su pastor cree en milagros. I said, I still believe in miracles. How many of you still believe in miracles? ¿Cuántos todavía creen en milagros? That was kind of weak. I'm going to give you one more time. How many of you still believe in miracles? ¿Cuántos todavía creen en milagros? You know why I believe in miracles? Because I see a whole bunch of miracles in this room this morning. Yo creo en milagros porque yo estoy viendo milagros esta mañana. Some of you should have been dead, but you're not dead. You're a miracle. Some of you should have been hooked on drugs, but you're free today. You're a miracle. Algunos de ustedes deberían estar muertos, pero hoy viven porque son un milagro de la gracia de Dios. If you're a miracle, shout amen. The, the resurrection is a miracle account. La resurrección es una, una relato milagroso. Now I might have it wrong, but I studied this out and I looked through the Old Testament. And you have to read from Genesis to 1 Kings. It's a whole lot of books in there to find a resurrection. Cuando usted lee el Antiguo Testamento... Tiene que leer desde Génesis a Primero de Reyes para encontrar un milagro como este. The Old Testament gives us countless miracles of healing and deliverance and marvelous works of God in military strength and power. El Antiguo Testamento nos da relato de muchos milagros. El partimiento del Mar Rojo, las obras milagrosas de Dios con el ejército de Israel, en fin, milagros de sanidad. But you have to read a long way before you find a little widow who had only one son left 
in all of her life and he died. Había una una viuda en el Primera de Reyes que solo tenía un hijo y él se le murió. Has anybody ever lost the last thing that you had? ¿Cuántos de ustedes han perdido en alguna ocasión lo último que tenían? The last thing she had in the world was this little boy. Lo último que ella tenía en el mundo era este niño. But I want you to know, friend, that when you have lost the last hope that you have, God will show up on the scene if you will engage him by faith. Cuando usted ha perdido lo último que usted tenía, Dios puede llegar si usted le llama por medio de la fe. The Bible said that the prophet Elijah came and he raised that little boy from the dead. El profeta Elías vino y trajo a vida ese niño. Lo restauró en poderosa resurrección. And that's the first time in the Bible that we read of a miracle like the one I'm talking about this morning. Esta es la primera vez en la Biblia que vemos un milagro como el cual estoy hablando esta mañana. You read a few more pages and you find that there is an another miracle resurrection luego unos, unas páginas más vemos otro milagro another little boy was raised from the dead otro niño fue resucitado de entre los muertos and then we come a little further and when we read about the death of the prophet Elisha vamos un poco más y leemos de la muerte del profeta Eliseo and the Bible said that Elisha had already been buried he was already in the grave he, he was in a cave where he had been buried. El profeta Eliseo había sido puesto muerto en una cueva y había sido sepultado y olvidado. He had been buried and forgotten. Well, in that vicinity, there was a battle going on. En esa vecindad había una batalla que estaba ocurriendo. And one of the men in the battle was slain on the battlefield. Uno de los hombres en la batalla fue matado en la batalla. And so his buddies, not wanting to leave him out in the, in the wilderness, uh, sus amigos no queriendo dejar su cuerpo descubierto, dijeron, vamos a hallar una cueva y vamos a ir a poner nuestro amigo ahí. They said, let's find a cave and we'll just kind of put our buddy in there and we'll get to running because we're losing this battle. Dijeron, vamos a correr porque estamos perdiendo esta batalla. I hope I have some friends like that who will at least bury me when they're on the run. Espero que yo pueda tener algunos amigos como ellos. But the Bible says, and I, I think this is kind of funny, I imagine it this way. They're in a hurry, they're running for their life. Ellos están corriendo por su vida. Toman su amigo. Y yo me imagino que como que lo aventaron en la cueva. I feel like they kind of just dumped him in the grave and they kept running. Ellos lo aventaron ahí y comenzaron a correr. They dumped him in that cave and they began to run. And while they were running, they heard a voice calling from behind them saying, Hey, wait for me. And the man who had died on the battlefield, when he touched the bones of the prophet Elisha, came back to life. Aquel que había muerto en la batalla, cuando su, su cuerpo tocó los huesos del de profeta, regresó a vivir. Y él comenzó a correr detrás de sus amigos. You know what this miracle tells me? It tells me that our God is a second chance God. Este milagro me dice que nuestro Dios es un Dios de una segunda oportunidad. How many of you in here need a second chance? Our God is a second chance God. Nuestro Dios es un Dios de una segunda oportunidad. And then the words of scripture fall silent on the matter of resurrection. 
Luego las palabras de la escritura son silencios en el tema de la resurrección. We see many more miracles throughout the Old Testament, but no more resurrections. Ya no vemos la resurrección. And then suddenly, there dawns a new day for man. De repente llega un día nuevo para el hombre. God, in his plan to redeem us, Dios en su plan para redimir al hombre de su pecado, ha enviado su hijo a ser un humano. God has sent his son to become a man. That man's name was Jesus. And his ministry would be marked with such power that he would raise the dead. Su ministerio fue marcado con tanto poder que él resucitaba a los muertos. Scripture tells us that one day he was walking into a village and he saw a funeral procession walking out. Un día Jesús llegó a una aldea y él vio que venía una procesión de un funeral. And he saw that, that mother weeping over her child. Él vio a aquella madre llorando a su hijo. And unlike you and I here in, the, in Texas at least, uh, we uh, used to be, maybe not as often anymore, but we used to, if we were wearing a hat and we saw a funeral procession, we used to take it off and we would stop and pull over by the side of the road and wait for the procession. You guys still do that, right? Because that's a, that's a respectful thing to do. But Jesus didn't do that. Jesús cuando él ve aquella procesión de este, de este muerto no se para, no se quita el sombrero como lo hacemos nosotros con, con respeto, sino que él fue y resucitó al niño. In fact, Jesus went and raised the boy from the dead and gave him back to his mama. Jesús resucitó aquel hijo over and over again we read these stories of resurrection una vez tras vez vemos estas historias de la resurrección here's the thing though every one of these miracles was performed by someone who was not dead themselves Esto, el, el caso es que cada uno de estos milagros fue hecho por alguien que no estaba muerto sí mismo at the end of Jesus' ministry, three years and a half have passed. And because of the purpose for which he came, which was the cross, he has been crucified. He has been laid in a tomb. And now the miracle worker is dead. Ahora lo han puesto en la tumba Jesús. Y el obrador de milagros está muerto. What do you do? When the miracle worker is dead. You can't lose hope, friend, until you've lost that kind of hope. No hay perder la esperanza como perder la esperanza del único que te puede ayudar. The Bible tells us that Jesus, the one who had raised men from the dead, he was now dead himself. Ahora Jesús, el cual había resucitado a muchos otros, ahora está muerto el mismo. But this is why this is such an incredible miracle and the most important moment of human history. Because after three days of being dead, without a prophet being there, without a an usher being there, without a pastor being there, without anybody being there to help or superintend or pray over him, the Bible tells us that Jesus, the Son of God, came from death back into life and is alive forevermore to the glory of God the Father. Somebody ought to give God praise because he is the resurrected Savior. Él es el Cristo resucitado. 
He was not raised from the dead by our prayers. He was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit who lives and dwells in the believer today. Él fue resucitado por el poder del Espíritu Santo. I want you to say this with me. I believe in miracles. If you don't believe in this miracle, you shouldn't believe in any. I thought I was going to get an amen right there. I took your breath away. Si usted no cree en este milagro, no se crea de uno. Because yes, this is the fact. The little boy raised in 1 Kings, Jesus is the one that raised him. The little boy raised in 2 Kings, that was Jesus that raised him. The man raised in the grave, that was Jesus that raised him. And it's still Jesus that's raising the dead today and working miracles on behalf of those who believe. Es Cristo el que resucitó aquellos que estaban muertos en el Antiguo Testamento. Y Él es el que hoy obra la obra de la resurrección. Say it this morning, it's still Jesus. It's still Jesus. It's only Jesus. The work of God in every one of our lives is being done by the power of the Holy Spirit. By no man at all. But Jesus, the man who stands at the presence of God. The second thing this text tells us is that it confronts us with a choice. La otra cosa que hace este pasaje es que nos confronta con una decisión. How many of you like to be confronted? That's what I thought. ¿Cuándo les gusta que los, confront que los confronten? No me gusta a mí que me confronte. You know, in school they teach the teachers to, to do the sandwich. They tell you how good you are and they tell you what you're doing bad, and then they tell you what you're doing good, so you don't feel so bad. <laughs> en la escuela, las maestras usan una táctica, es como un sándwich. Le dicen al niño lo que es bueno, luego le dicen lo que está haciendo mal, y luego lo que está haciendo bien. Y entre el sándwich creen que el niño no se va a sentir mal. Porque no nos gusta que nos confronten. But whether you like it or not this morning, and whether you're at church or not this morning, this text confronts us with a choice. Este pasaje, si usted está aquí o no, te confronta esta mañana al hombre, a toda la humanidad con una decisión. What is a choice? The choice is what will you do with Jesus? Esta es la decisión. ¿Qué harás tú con Jesús? Now, this is the most important choice that man will ever be confronted with. Esta es la decisión más grande que el hombre puede tener, uh, puede decidir en su vida. Because if I ask you whether you're a Democrat or Republican, that may or may not really uh, alter much of your life, and it certainly won't make a difference a whole lot for eternity. But if I ask you whether or not you accept Jesus as being the risen Savior, that makes all the difference in the world for eternity. Si usted, yo le pregunto si es demócrata o republicano, eso no tiene nada que ver 
con la eternidad Pero si yo le pregunto Si usted ha creído en Cristo Jesús como su Salvador Esa decisión le va a determinar El lugar de toda su eternidad That decision, that choice Is before every man and every woman And every young man And every young lady in this room this morning In fact it's before all of humanity Esta decisión está delante de toda la humanidad ¿Qué harás con Jesús? What will you do with Jesus? For you see, friend, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is a guarantee of certain things. La resurrección de Jesucristo es una garantía de algunas cosas. One of the things that the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ guarantees us is that the Bible said the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead is at work inside of the believer. La escritura dice que el mismo espíritu que levantó a Jesús de entre los muertos, que ese espíritu está viviendo dentro del creyente. Now, whether or not you believe in Jesus this morning determines whether or not you have the power to live the godly life that God requires of you. Si usted ha creído en Cristo Jesús o no, esta decisión determina si usted tiene el poder para vivir la vida en santidad que Dios desea para usted. I have to say it again, the same spirit. I said the same spirit 2,000 years ago The Holy Spirit raised up Jesus from the dead The same spirit that did that Came to live in the believer's heart El mismo espíritu Que levantó a Jesús de entre los muertos Está viviendo dentro de mí You know what I think some Christians think I think some Christians think like this Jesus had a full cup of the spirit And then the apostles had a, a not so full cup And just over the years the cup's gotten less and less full And so we just have a little bit of the Holy Spirit We just have a little bit of what Paul had Just a little bit of, of what Peter had Algunos creen, bueno yo tengo un poco de lo que tenía Pedro Un poco de lo que tenía Pablo Friend, Jesus uh, is telling you this morning by the word of God The same exact spirit that raised him up from the dead The same spirit that empowered Peter to preach on the day of Pentecost The same spirit that raised up power and life through the apostle Paul Is at work in you this morning That was such a traditional uh, Easter morning clap. That was pathetic. You know, I said the same spirit is dwelling on the inside of the believer. El mismo espíritu está viviendo dentro de mí. That means that I have all the power that I need to live the Christian life. Eso me garantiza el poder que yo necesito para vivir la vida santa. Don't even try to live the Christian life without the Holy Spirit. It's impossible to do so. But the resurrection guarantees us that power through the abiding presence of the Spirit of God. Not only that, but the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ guarantees our own Resurrection. La resurrección de Jesucristo garantiza nuestra resurrección. Someday, short of the rapture of the church, every one of us is going to go by, by way of the grave. 
Un día cada uno de nosotros va a pasar por la tumba si Cristo no viene antes. I pray he'll come when you're all living. But whenever he, whenever he comes, some of us may all have already been separated from this life. And you may have gone by way of the grave. Un día usted va a ir o quizá yo voy a ir por la tumba. Because the Bible said it is appointed unto man once to die and then comes the judgment. Es apuntado al hombre una vez morir. And so there is a grave in the future of every man and every woman. Hay una tumba en el futuro de cada hombre y cada mujer. But this tonight or today this passage guarantees us that because Jesus rose from the dead that you and I will also rise from the dead. Este pasaje esta mañana nos garantiza que porque Él vive nos nosotros también viviremos. Jesus said, because I live, you shall live also. Jesús dijo, porque yo vivo, ustedes vivirán también. Death has no terror for the believer. La muerte no tiene terror para el creyente. Porque Cristo le sacó el terror a la muerte. Jesus took the sting out of death. So the resurrection of Jesus Christ guarantees us not only our own resurrection, but it guarantees us our place in the presence of God forevermore. La resurrección nos garantiza nuestro lugar en la presencia de Dios para siempre jamás. I don't know what your plans are, but my plans are to live in heaven with God forever and forever. ¿Cuáles serán sus planes? Yo no sé, pero mis planes son de vivir en la presencia de Dios para siempre en el cielo. I don't know if you believe in heaven or not, but I believe in heaven. I believe in streets of gold. I believe in walls that are of jasper. I believe in gates of pearl. I believe that the Lamb is the light of that city, that He is seated on the throne, that the angels cry glory, and that the saints will shout praise to the living God forevermore. Come on, I'm talking about the home of the believer. I'm planning to go to heaven when I die. The Bible tells us about the patriarchs that they knew this one thing, that they were pilgrims passing through. Dice la Escritura que los patriarcas sabían esta cosa, que eran peregrinos, estaban pasando por aquí. I don't plan to stay here forever. I'm just a pilgrim passing through. Solamente somos peregrinos pasando por aquí. This world is not my final home. My home is in the presence of the living God. Este, este mundo no es mi hogar. Mi hogar es en la presencia de Dios. So what will you do with Jesus? This choice puts before you heaven or hell this morning. It puts before you power or powerlessness this morning. Esta pregunta, ¿qué harás con Jesús? Nos pone delante de nosotros una, una pregunta, ¿qué harás con Él? Uh, ¿Está la muerte o está la vida? ¿Está la resurrección o está la, la muerte eterna y el juicio eterno? ¿Está eh, la, el poder para vivir la vida cristiana o el poder para no poder vivir la vida cristiana? You have a choice this morning. Cada uno tiene una decisión que hacer esta mañana. I had a choice this morning. Bow tie, no bow tie. 
And I, I was so excited about resurrection, I resurrected my bow tie. But you know, in one year, hopefully not even in a week, you won't remember what tie Pastor Isaac was wearing on Easter Sunday. There are some decisions that we, that we, uh, that we labor over that are insignificant. And why did I bring that up? Because I have a feeling that many of you spent more time planning what you're going to wear to church today than you spent in the Word this week. Oh, pastor's getting in my business now. Algunos pasan más tiempo decidiendo qué van a ponerse para venir a la iglesia que tiempo en la palabra. And some of you have spent more time planning what you're going to have for lunch. <laughs> After we dismiss, then you have spent planning for eternity. Algunos han pasado más tiempo planeando su comida después del culto que planeando la eternidad. I have something for you this morning. I have come with something to say to your heart. I have come to lay before you the eternal question. What will you do with Jesus? Te pongo delante esta mañana la pregunta eterna. ¿Qué harás con Jesús? Not what tie will you wear. Not what suit will you wear. Not what do you want for lunch. But what will you do with Jesus? It's more important than who you will marry. It's more important than the kind of car you will buy. It's more important than the college you will attend. It is more important than who will spend your retirement. It is the eternal question. Esta es la pregunta eterna. And so this text presents us with one last thing. It presents us with an invitation. Este pasaje nos presenta una invitación. Now I know none of us like confrontation, but I think we all like invitations. Quizá nadie nos gusta la confrontación, pero a todos nos gusta que nos inviten. The text has an invitation. Nuestro texto esta mañana tiene una invitación. The Bible says that early on the first day of the week, that would be Sunday, not Monday. We kind of think of Monday as the first day of the week, but that's the first day of the work week. The first day of the week is Sunday. So early Sunday morning, tempranito el primer día de la, de, de la semana, que es el día domingo, las mujeres... Iban al sepulcro a ver la tumba del Señor. They were going to the tomb, the gravesite of Jesus, to see the tomb. Their best friend and their last hope had died. Su mejor amigo, su última esperanza, había muerto. And just as you and I do when we have a loved one, who we have lost and buried, we go by their gravesite from time to time. And we maybe will lay flowers. Maybe we will remember the things that they said and did and how they made us laugh and 
the times we enjoyed así como usted y yo hacemos cuando venemos a un sepulcro de un ser querido y traemos flores o nos llenamos nuestro, nuestra mente con la memoria de ellos and you come to that gravesite like they were coming that morning because they had buried Jesus so quickly they hadn't really had time to properly prepare his body for burial ellas no habían tenido el propio tiempo para sepultar a Jesús porque había llegado el sábado y, y rápidamente lo sepultaron they buried him quickly and while they were on their way there the Bible says that they were surprised by the sight estaban sorprendidas con lo que vieron The Bible said that there was a great earthquake. And I, I think about that earthquake and I think about the earthquake that shook Mount Sinai in order for God to give the law to Moses, that law which, which made it so difficult for so many to come to God. Now there's another earthquake and this one is not, is not making a way of, uh, of separation between God and man, but this one is opening a door for man to reach God. The ground shook and that, that angel from heaven came down and rolled that massive stone away. Bajo aquel ángel y un terremoto ocurrió y aquella piedra fue movida. El ángel ahí, parado ahí estaba, anunciando la resurrección de nuestro Señor Jesucristo. The angel was there announcing the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I want you to understand this. The stone was not moved away so that Jesus could come out. It was moved away so that you and I could go in. Come on, somebody. The stone was rolled away so that you and I could go in. La, la piedra no fue quitada para que usted y yo, para que Jesús pudiera salir, sino fue quitada para que usted y yo pudiéramos entrar. And he said to them, Why are you looking for the living among the dead? He is not here, he is risen. El ángel les dijo, ¿por qué buscáis al que vive entre los muertos? Él no está aquí. Él ha resucitado. And here is the invitation. Come in and see the place where he was laying. Ven y vean el lugar donde él estaba. I just love that three-letter word was. Tell your neighbor was. He was dead. He was laying there. He was lifeless, but not anymore. Just like you and I, we were dead in our trespasses and sin. We were separated from God. You were bound by drugs and alcohol, but that's past tense. That's new life today in Christ. So when somebody comes and reminds you of your past and say, weren't you this and weren't you that, you can just say, was. Come on, somebody. Was. 
Weren't you a liar? Was a liar. Weren't you a drug addict? Was a drug addict. Weren't you a thief? Was a thief. Weren't you a religious zealot? Was a religious zealot. I am today. I am new in Christ. I have a new life. I have a new vocabulary. I have a new heart. Come and see the place where he was. Today, there's not an angel standing before you in the biblical sense of the angels that you imagine. But there is a simple angel of the church, a simple messenger, a pastor sent by God into your life for a moment this morning. Set before you an invitation. Esta mañana está delante de usted un simple ángel de la iglesia no un ángel como los de la Biblia que usted se imagina sino que un ángel un simple mensajero un pastor el cual viene a presentarles una invitación it is a one word invitation come la invitación es simple es ven Jesus said, come unto me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus dijo, venir a mí todos los que estéis cargados y cansados, y yo os haré descansar. Jesus, on the great day of the Feast of Tabernacles, stood and said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And it will be as the scripture says, that he who believes in me out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Jesús dijo en el último y gran día de la fiesta, si alguno tuviere sed, venga a mí y beba. Y desde su interior saldrán ríos de agua viva. Today he says to you, come. The table is now ready. The, the house of God is prepared. The sacrifice for sin has been fully met. And today the Savior says, come. Come unto me and be saved because I am God and there is no other. Este día tu Salvador te dice, ven a mí y ser salvo. Los confines de la tierra. Porque yo soy Jehová y no hay otro. Today the invitation is made with a nail-scarred hand of a risen Savior who says, I've never rejected not one and I don't plan to. If you will come to him by faith, he will receive you as his very own. El que a él se acerca por la fe, él lo recibe. Would you stand with me this morning? Vamos a ponernos en pie esta mañana. If you would, congregation, just be in prayer for these next few moments. Vamos a estar en oración estos momentos. I want to make an invitation this Resurrection Sunday morning. Quiero hacer una invitación este día de resurrección. Elders, would you come, please? Pasen los ancianos de la iglesia, por favor. If you would say, Pastor Isaac, I need the miracle of a changed heart. 
This morning you say, Pastor, I recognize that I need God in my life. I need a Savior. Friend, I tell you today that Jesus died on the cross for you. And he wants to make you a new creature, a new man, a new woman. And so this morning, if you would say, Pastor Isaac, I want to give my life to Jesus. I need to be saved. I'm tired of running from God. I've run long enough. Would you come if that's you? Si usted esta mañana dice, Pastor, yo ya no quiero correr. Quiero entregarle mi vida a Jesús. Si usted quiere hacer eso esta mañana, venga hacia este altar. Would you come into this altar if that's you, friend? This is a day of decision. Este es el día de decisión. What will you do with Jesus? ¿Qué harás con Jesús? You may walk out of this room and never get that invitation again. But today he says, come unto me and be saved. Because I am God and there is no other. Hoy Él te dice, venir a mí y seréis salvo. Porque yo soy Dios y no hay otro. If you need to come, would you come right now? I want to invite also those of you who would say, Pastor, I need prayer this morning. I need God to intervene in my life. Would you just come out of your pew and bring your faith with you? And let's bring our confidence before God that He is able to meet us this morning. At the point of our need. Si usted necesita oración esta mañana, venga hacia este altar. Vamos a orar por usted. Y vamos a creer que Dios va a obrar en su corazón. Y hacer la obra milagrosa a su favor.